This is Dungeon Not Included, the actual play podcast for the adventurous listener. You are listening to our game of Vampire the Masquerade from White Wolf Publishing. Frank is your storyteller. Alex plays Meriwether Quackenbush. Brennan plays Lex Deluxe. And Red plays Charlie Clark. Our theme music is by Seamus Ronan. I wrote out a long intro and then instead of hitting save, I just closed. So screw it. Welcome to Dungeon oh, Not Included, a podcast about non-productive, whose ethos is screw it. Yeah. Uh, we are playing Vampire the Masquerade second edition-ish, second mm-hmm. edition-ish, probably. Um, and I think we're leaking into other editions as we move along. Uh, why aren't we playing fifth edition? Somebody actually emailed the podcast and asked, because Vampire fifth edition is coming out, uh, or is out. I don't know. It's, it's out. Like right yeah. on the verge. Um, we don't know. <laughs> well, I know the answer to that question. The answer to that question is very simple. Fifth edition wasn't sitting collecting dust on Frank's shelf. That is actually a, probably a more accurate. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is uh, for you know game developers who are watching. It's it's weird. I would want to play Vampire because of the nostalgia factor, and you know certainly this doesn't track with like D and D or something. I I would I play fifth edition D and D. Um, or second edition advanced, you know, I'll play any kind and they're all slightly different, but for whatever reason, I don't know about playing a new edition of vampire. Like mm. it feels like it would be a major investment for me mm. to pick up the books, learn how to play the game and, and run it. Um, I don't know about that. I, I wonder, I'm sure they did their market survey and, and I, I'm not typical of most world of darkness players, but yeah, for me, the books on the shelves are the only reason why I picked up the game. Well, I think with 5th edition, they were <laughs> attempting to get a few new people like Rebel involved. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. The people <laughs> are dying slowly. Uh, yeah. Darker than I expected. For those yeah. listening, um, I am Red, and I changed my name to Rebel, so that's how I will be referred to from now on in the podcast. Just penalty of to make it everything clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Under penalty of yes, death. if you yes. if you refer to me in any other way, I will personally come to your house and kill you. So even uh, if you're you refer to them as their character, that's just outrageous. Yeah, it makes it makes being an actor Dead. in this podcast very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Here's here's my little hint. This is the same book that I showed you before with the terrible art and. Mm-hmm. I'll, maybe only Brennan will understand this. What? Oh! All right. <laughs> For this our is the worst thing you could possibly you do in a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to give? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. There, there. We may. We may actually do a little editing. It'll still be an actual play podcast, but we'll yeah. cut out. Those <laughs> we'll um, cut out the visual jokes that uh, <laughs> Frank is throwing in here. Yeah. So. Yeah, we are uh, just a quick recap. We are in the 90s and we are in Las Vegas and we are playing a coterie of vampires that have to deal with a mystery that seems to be uh, uh, about a victim who is a John Doe who was killed in the most stereotypical vampire way. 
all blood drained from him, weird runes carved into his body and painted on the wall. Just mm -hmm. really like amateur hour stuff. But uh, unfortunately, it's what you have to deal with. I think when we last left off, Charlie was visiting the police station uh, to get information uh, and instead of discovered that there's kind of like a leak that there was a, um, uh, a kind of a gruesome grave robbing incident at the morgue, which uh, <laughs> they, uh, the players are responsible for, of course. That's correct. Uh, some yeah. of the players are responsible for it. Not all of the <laughs> players are I'd, responsible for it. I'd almost say that Meriwether was uh, ultra responsible since you're the one who sent them <laughs> to go do this. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Did I? I don't I remember also... that. I remember it. I remember it as Brennan getting a whole thing, getting being told, hey, you need the eyeballs of a corpse and them taking it upon themselves to go get them. That's I don't fair. That's fair. I think I think it is fair. I had a, I, at that time. I had I'll a totally take responsibility. I had a wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I had a wonderful dinner date at that during that arc with a male stripper. So, like, that was my That's bit during true. that. You True. All right. Uh, so yes, we Charlie is there, but there's no no fingers are pointing at Charlie at, at this point at all. So we can pick it up from there. What do you What do you want to do? Uh, a decent amount of police presence. It's the police station, um, and uh, there are a few reporters lingering about with nineties era camera tech. So I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I was here to steal evidence from the evidence locker, um, or at least look at it, which I would not otherwise be able to do. Uh, can Does anybody remember what I was coming here to look at? I believe, well, we know that a whole bunch of everything that was in the room... Uh, when the person was killed was taken into evidence. And I believe the way we were doing this was that um, I was going to have made a phone call to uh, officer McCormick to tell him that a mm -hmm. private investigator was coming to meet with them to uh, discuss that situation, the, the situation that you had been hired. So, right. uh, so you should, I don't remember if I was there with you. I don't think I was, but I think we have facilitated that officer McCormick should be meeting with you and then you're going to try and find a way to get into the evidence to actually find out real information about this guy. Because we don't know anything about him other than um, he had a Bible that was uh, written in in all different weird ways, that there was a lot of blood in his bathtub, uh, and that uh, there were occult people or people making it look like a cult where I had attacked him. Those are like the big things that we checked off the boxes last time, if I remember correctly. I believe Lex yeah. uh, in the vision also saw a few things that suggested this person was a vampire hunter. Yes. Uh, the right. weapons and the, the, like was a stake or something. In the, and in that, the um, and that there's a large, there's a, a the people we've got, I believe Lex figured out that of the group of people who had, uh, or maybe it was Charlie when they investigated the crime scene, but it was a bunch of people who all had very similar shoes, right? That was the Charlie. footprints yeah. were all the same, yeah. had done it. The only thing that I found in the whole thing was a Bible that was, was written up. Um, that had like notes in it. Mm -hmm. I think that was my the extent of all of my attempts at in investigating. And then you guys did way better than I. Well, I smelled blood in the dude. You rolled tub. You also rolled a two on your investigation. Two successes. Oh yeah, that's not. That's not. Yeah, that's not anything to sneeze at. Um, I know Mother Meriwether was fearing, feeling very insecure about it. Though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. 
Um, yeah, so I think, uh, I remember closing scene last time was them being like, the morgue was robbed, dun, 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 and Charlie being like, whatever, and then yeah. walking into the police station. Yeah, I think something that motivates the, the, the sort of moves that clock is that Meriwether is apparently calling McCormick right now, the officer saying there's going to be a private investigator. So you just, you know, uh, sort of doing one of those walk around and leave things would it would be hard hard. So all all signs point to this. But what I believe we got the name of a reporter last time. I think his name was Gerald. Uh, and yes, uh, I don't know if you were pressing them Gerald. for any more information, or you just got the you got what you were looking for that there was uh, something creepy happening in the morgue. And then, yeah, I mean. I'm pretty sure I know what they mean. Like a corpse got their yeah. eyeballs stolen. It's it's not hard to figure out that they're talking about yeah. us. But uh, at the now same that I recall, Charlie, yeah, I think you did get the, the literally that it was a corpse defiled with its eyes popped out, as opposed to just something's weird going on. Yeah, so you know it's you. All right, so you're going right yeah. in, no problem. Mm -hmm. uh, let's yeah. see. Let's actually pull up your character sheet. Get a roll of uh, you interacting with the front desk during all this, whether they want to have any additional people around asking for evidence or, or help or whatever. And it's so, at this time uh, that I remember I should open roll 20 for this Traditional. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> traditional rebel roll 20. Perhaps. That's right. mm -hmm. <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> we're only we're only twelve minutes. Sorry, in. it's loading. like it's. Yeah. Yeah, so this seems like it would be it's, a We are not. We are like. <laughs> well, it says live twelve minutes and thirty two seconds in the corner here. So I. What I, does live really yeah, mean? Yeah, but we also That's all true. got <laughs> here early, so it's, so it's a more little like bit minutes? less than twelve minutes. We got, you said we got here early, so it's been like 15, yeah, 16 no, minutes. A lot. We, we got this here great. early. <laughs> we started material. this stream early. So <laughs> it's a little bit less than 12 minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. Someone okay. clearly, like, clearly is playing Ace Attorney. <laughs> Objection! <laughs> it happened before Christmas, which means that it wasn't Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the attorney memes. Oh, oh. That's a real line from the game. That's mm -hmm. a very important piece of evidence. Is that it was it was before Christmas. Before um, Christmas. what do you want me to roll? You should roll if you so the goal is you're lying about being a private investigator and getting in there, right? So right. uh you are manipulation. It could be intimidation, but that's risky in a police station. Can um, can I throw can I throw in there and you can tell me what you think because maybe I'm learning to play the game right or maybe I'm totally wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, when they get the, when when um, Rebel does this role, can they add a bonus for their law? No. Okay. Really. Am I okay? I'm doing this wrong then. Never mind. I, could, I was. Mm -hmm. uh, so Charlie can make it like could be going in there with with manipulation law as a role okay. and saying, "Listen, I'm going in here." I know everything. I know the case number. I I got all this stuff from lined up from our previous investigations. The idea being that I'm just going to look really convincing. Okay. Or intimidation by saying let me in or something nicer 
but I don't know if you have anything nice. I don't think you have. Like, Here, here's the other thing is that I also have a zero in law because I haven't been a cop since the 1860s. Fair. Investigation, so. whatever. <laughs> sure. No fair. Investigation law has changed too. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think in investigation work as well, it would be based on whatever you got from the morgue. Again, knowing the uh, the case number and all the details, it might just make the lie convincing. It's a lie, so it's manipulation, but how you're going to back it up is up to you. So you let me know what skill it is. You can yeah, even theoretically like with, manipulation um, firearms, but that is incredibly risky. <laughs> That's incredibly risky. I'm going to go with manipulation <laughs> investigation because okay. I'm good at that. And I have, I do have a lot of um, stuff from the actual crime scene that I can use to, uh, you know, Makes sense. be like, I'm, I'm, been working on this case as a private eye. Look at all the things I found. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is, I think, another situation where you just rolling a zero is going to be boring. So uh, if you succeed, you set the stage and how you get this information. If you fail, then you tell me what the consequences are of, of being able to get in. But... Mm -hmm. And it's uh, difficulty six and that whole thing. Yeah, I'm rolling my dice pool. One success. Okay. So yeah, you could you could set the stage. You just know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I basically walk in and I'm like, I'm a private investigator. I am looking into the exsanguination case, you know? Uh, yeah, I need to know the case number... We don't have exsanguination case written in the book. So the guy at the desk is like, yeah, I don't have that written down. What's the case number? Who's the detective in charge? Uh, Yeah, I I assume because of I did this with investigation, I have those handy and I offer them you, to him. So you, partial success. I think you do have the case number, maybe not the detective in charge. Right. Um, so it's like a kind of a mumble thing and mm -hmm. looks like they are the 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 officer to desk doesn't seem happy to be helping, but mm -hmm. will isn't like no alarms have gone off in his head or anything. Like, wait here, I have to have somebody who sign you off if you don't know the actual officer. So he kind of like calls up on the on the uh the desk phone waiting for someone to come sign you in, whoever the mm -hmm. the, the detective on duty is there. So if right. your your thoughts are if you play it cool, you're gonna get away with this. A little bit of time goes, and you play it cool. You want to start yeah. any trouble, or are you just trying to be? No. Just out? What? Mm -hmm. Lex isn't here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Lex's mo, not mine. <laughs> you got to give your players a chance to. <laughs> All right. Yeah. A few minutes later, a, a detective comes down, um, looks you over a lot, and says, "Where are you from?" Uh, Reno. Okay, that explains a lot. Licks <laughs> <laughs> the pen, signs you in, and you're in. Uh, there, uh, we'll say that this because it was a partial success with one success. Three is a complete success. Mm -hmm. One is partial, and then it's gradation. Uh, we'll say that, and it's up to you. It seems as if taking something out of here, unless it's incredibly small, would be risky. 
but mm -hmm. um, you know, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you're in the I evidence think... room, they give you the box or whatever is for the for this particular case. Right. I think I'll just go through it. I'll if I wanna palm something, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Exactly. Um Okay. But yeah. Yeah. All right. So the box contains um a lot of materials, actually a couple of boxes worth of material for this person. Uh, the, there's a, like a, a sheet that actually details everything that's in the box, so you don't have to get your hands on everything. Uh, and it details all the clothing he's wearing. Most of it is uh, not custom made, but uh, labelless, as if like they had been, he, someone is intentionally trying to remove any trace of where they came from. Um, but, you know, sloppily, like one is clearly a Levi's jeans, but the the Levi's thing has been ripped off um, and et cetera, et cetera. So a whole mess of clothing that was taken from the hotel room, no identifying papers whatsoever, no license, nothing uh, in the sheet. It's a copy from what would be in the, in the morgue. It says that the, the victim's fingerprints were burned off uh, many years ago. They had been healed back. So this is presumed to be intentional. Um, uh, several teeth were also pulled many years ago. Uh, and have healed back, possibly also as a way to uh, avoid uh, identification. So he's listed officially as a John Doe. Uh, other than that, the big exclamation mark is all the weapons he had. Um, many of them were in the hotel room, room and many more were in his um, on his body, uh, more on his body than that were in the hotel room. And they range. They're semi-automatic weapons, small arms, many different kinds of swords and knives, most of them tinted with silver, which you would know means nothing for a vampire. Right. <laughs> You've heard that it means something for werewolves. Uh, you used to think maybe back in the day, it's up to you if you did, but like it used to, it's a common rumor that silver would kill vampires. Uh, it's just not true. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and stakes, plenty of stakes, which are in the description and the logbook as uh, sharpened wooden instruments, uh, not specifically referred to as stakes. Uh, there is a small knife in there that matches the, um, the, the thing you've cobbled together as maybe the instrument used to, to cut him. It's a very thin blade. It could pass as a scalpel. Uh, it may be small enough to palm. It's, you know, it, there's a chance. Uh, that's all I could say, but, um, uh, and it, again, it looks a lot like the uh, the what could have caused the injuries on his body. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll try to palm that just for okay. so that I can analyze it, see if it's the actual, uh, you know. Sure. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it, this takes a maybe 15 minutes or so to go through the entire log as long as you're not actually also looking at the weapons. Most of the weapons would, especially the ones like the firearms, would be locked behind a further gate. Uh, but the yeah, knives and no. stuff are in the box and they're all tagged, but the record seems to be accurate. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to palm the knife. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you've you feel like you're successful i mean there's it doesn't seem like there's any obvious no one's looking at you okay 
We don't need to roll for that. Um, cool. Yeah, so basically no identification again. Just some weird dude who thought he was a vampire hunter, which if he had silvered weapons, unlikely that he actually was. All right. Uh, I don't think there's much more I can get from this. Um, so I think Charlie's just gonna like pack up and leave then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to rendezvous back with everyone else? Yeah. So it, it only took a few minutes to do this, so maybe an hour most of getting there, getting the information, coming back. So we're still in that same night when you were in the hotel room. Um, so still Tuesday night, right? Because Friday is the the big to do. So I think yes. we said it was Tuesday. So I don't know what we're if you may if I may during that time mm-hmm. while this is going on. Um, I don't know what Lex is doing. I think Meriwether is on the phone. Uh, with, um, I'm, I'm going to say that he's got a million connections because I actually, I think I already have like stats for that. He has connections everywhere because of money and influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is trying to tap into former, uh, movie producers and stuff that have come to town and he's trying, he's like going into, uh, the producer of the uh, set of the 1978 miniseries for Salem's Lot, uh, the 1987 Lost Boys. He's going into like every vampire thing he can think of to try and get set pieces shipped in uh, to the hotel. Uh, kind of rush because it only got 72 hours to put something together. So I don't I think he's it. got because I, I think we originally said he was going to try and get. He's he has he has said that he told Susan or Susie that he was going to try and get her stuff from Transylvania. That's not happening in a week. Um, yeah. So I think he's getting shitty set stuff from all over Hollywood. Uh, Campy, the campier, the better. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and as, as like his <laughs> initial thought was like, we're going to make this look like, uh, you know, a Boris Karlov, like uh, one of these old, like great horror movies, but he's getting more and more of like, the 80s modern vampire stuff is starting to come in more. Or uh, a mix. Yeah, like or a good mix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like he's nice. expecting he's opening up stuff and he's expecting like I'm gonna get, you know, uh some really nice old suits and capes and he's getting like biker jackets and like mullets, mullet wigs and all different stuff Perfect. from <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, yeah. Something like this, I'm not I don't even need a roll for this. This is fine. You have the Perfect. contacts for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll what day do you want this set up by? Thursday? Thursday night, I think that I should at least have the like location set up. I don't think we have established where it's going to be yet. I put out feelers for a location at the end Lucia, of um, Monday. Does have one piece of information. He says there's actually a new venue being opened up. Rates are rock bottom because it's kind of <laughs> barely constructed. Sure, but, uh, there is. I mean, it's 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 OSHA. People will can get in and out, um, mm-hmm. and there's like you know fire control and all that, but. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, a a new place building building pretty close in the sh- like center of the strip. It's going to be a new hotel that they're building. Perfect. As then uh, he says, book it. Um, we'll worry about we'll worry about catering later. Uh, and we and I've got a lead on security. Uh, so excellent. That's that's how I spent my hour hour and a half whatever time period this was. Lex, did you do anything special during this time? Yeah, I'm looking for a party. So. That's about right. 
All right. <laughs> uh, you definitely I'm hungry, a party. so yeah. You found a Tuesday night party. In yeah. Vegas. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what kind of vibe are you going for? Uh, the kind of uh, everybody's real drunk and loose. Uh, there's definitely some drugs involved so that everybody is open to the possibility of possibly being bitten during the course of this activity. Nice. All right. Um, you are, you find a party like this. Uh, it is um, not really in the seedy part of town. It's not quite on the main strip, but a little bit off of it. And there's loud techno music. Everything is mood lighting. Uh, people are doing some exotic drugs. Um, I haven't, I haven't, date checked ecstasy yet but proto ecstasy we'll say uh and uh oddly enough there's like two very strange things about this particular location on the one side there's uh like this pop-up absinthe drinking area people are trying uh new forms of absinthe like a, they're trying to make it cool again um and you know it's just it's kind of a hot mess but there are definitely like models and what have you serving it to people and people are trying to drink it trying to pour it on the spoon trying to do the whole thing but they're a little they're too out of their gourd to really do it well but it's a cool scene and then on the other side of the party still within the same kind of lot the same area there is a blood donation uh uh thing going on in the <laughs> middle of the night uh there's a little tent <laughs> up uh, <laughs> and it says donate your blood to save a human to save a human, just any like, of them. Yeah, just any, just any one, human. One less will be drained. <laughs> and uh, there, a lot, a decent amount of the people who are at the party do find themselves wandering over to the blood donation uh, tent. Uh, let me know if you want to stake out any part of this more than the others before just diving right in. Or you could just dive right in. Whatever you well, want. I'm diving into the absinthe part, but I'm yeah. keeping an eye on the blood donation thing because it seems a little weird to me, even to me, yeah. that they would be at a party like this taking mm -hmm. taking blood from people who are already high and drunk. Yes. <laughs> so minutes there and you're just, you know, you could have your pick of anybody here uh, for the most part. I mean, if they recognize you, great. But if they don't, they're they're going to be into you, obviously. Okay, nice. And you can and you can just sort of whisk them off and necking them and drain or drinking from them would be almost indecipherable. Uh, so much so that it's it's actually harshing probably your buzz a little bit. Like it's it's too obvious. This is the whole thing is too obvious. As far as the donation thing across the lot, you can see that the people running it do not. Like you do, I believe you have aspects, right? Yes, you do. I do. So yeah, you can see that the people across the lot are, they do not seem like medical professionals. Um, they seem, uh, they, they're they are not even asking any questions of the people are sitting down. They're just putting them in a the chair, draining their blood. And if somebody complains, they give them a bottle of juice. Um, the people are not, people are leaving that area too. Maybe too much blood has been taken from them, but they're still alive. They're walking on their own power. But it's clear this is something. Okay. Suspicious. Well, once I've replenished my blood pool. <laughs> okay. How much are you yeah, going like, to drink from victims? I got to say, 
getting setting up blood donations near a party with a lot of people using drugs seems like a really bad idea. Oh yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I'm gonna check that out next. Uh, how many but, people are you gonna? Or how many? Yeah, how many people and how much blood are you aiming to get from this? Uh, I'm gonna try to. So if I if I from my understanding, ten points of blood is like draining someone dry. Yes. Right? Yeah, I'm going to probably drain like two points from one person and two points from another person, and then I'll be full. Okay. Uh, so one point would is relatively minor. People wouldn't even notice it. Two is a little significant. But in this situation, it's not significant. People are doing okay. this. It's it's too weird. So you can get away with this, and I don't even need to do any kind of uh, humanity check because you are keeping them alive. Everyone here is ridiculous. There's like... It's too uh, it's too much. It this isn't a situation that would be monsters we are, less monsters we become. It's too right. <laughs> um, so and this just, is my typical mo. Just so you know, I like mingle with people, have a little sip here and there as the, as the party goes on. So right, and people are very willing. Maybe they're not. You know, they well, they they probably even be willing, knowing fully well that they're they're being bit and drained of blood. All right, great. So uh, you've you've got four points of blood. Two people have given you their numbers. Awesome. And, I'll keep those. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, you are free to do what you want. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to drift over to the blood donation section and sort of check out these people who are doing it. All right. Uh, as you approach, the two men who are incredibly big, burly, kind of barely fitting in the awkward um emt outfits they are wearing uh kind of straighten up and look at each other and take what seems to you to be uh guard positions like they they look more like bouncers than they do emts even though you know emts can be pretty physically fit um and they yeah, no, no offense to anybody building emts out there so. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they both approach you Okay. You can tell as they're walking, they have they do have firearms at their sides. Okay, I'll let them approach me. We are about closing up for the night. We don't need any more donations. Oh, that's okay. I was going to make a withdrawal. And <laughs> <laughs> the, blunt, the bluntness of this, they kind of look at each other. Mm -hmm. He is a Malkavian. One guy to the other was like, oh. <laughs> the door to this little like trailer tent thing that they have yeah. set up opens up and a, um, a middle-aged white man steps out and says, that's fine. You can bring him over. And the two guards emts look at each other and say uh we can we can bring you over for the withdrawal <laughs> mm -hmm. and i'll wander over there and, and you basically yeah you're this. you're almost i guess you're in lead you're walking and they're just they they're kind just of trailing behind you. me yeah yeah um and uh yeah you get there there's a a man in his seemingly in his mid-40s uh very pale pallor um uh, clearly not breathing. Okay. And uh, he uh, he beckons you forward and sort of steps out of the trailer and says, 
Uh, hello, you are... And he reaches out his hand. Uh, I'll shake his hand. Uh, uh, limply. <laughs> it's not a firm handshake. Mm. <laughs> uh, your name? Uh, Lex. Uh, my name is uh, Rogers. <laughs> I'm new to the area. Uh, greetings. Uh, clearly, you are uh, a fellow Canaanite. And I'm going to look over at his guys. And they're just sort of like dumbfounded. They don't know what they're doing. Okay. Oh, you can speak in front of them. They've been conditioned. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, new to town, are you? Yes, yes. I understand that there's procedures, but, you know, when in Vegas, it's That's like fair. Rome, but because of the decadence, it doesn't matter. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, I am new in town. All right. So what I'm going to try to do is engage him in a conversation that I'm going to steer around towards the murder. Okay. And I'm going to try and get him to let slip anything that he knows about it. Okay. So is that a manipulation? That would be a manipulation. I don't know if it's not quite etiquette. What 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 are you thinking? Subterfuge? Oh, subterfuge would be perfect, yes. Okay. I'm actually good at this. You know what? Screw this. Uh, more power to the person who created the the Roll20 character sheet. It is actually better than I could have ever done. But I'm just going to crack open the actual book and look at the character sheet. Because it's so much easier. I'm like, I don't know. It's not athletic. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Yeah. And uh, difficulty six, I assume. Yes. Oh, that's a pretty good roll. That looks like three. Uh, three successes. Nice. All right. So very, you're, you're, you're as smooth as you want to be or as blunt as you want to be. How do you want to handle this? Uh, I'm being relatively smooth with this guy. Uh, I'm kind of flirting with him and going through the, uh, just sort of an introduction. I try to make him clear, make it clear that I don't give a shit that he's stealing blood from people in the town. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, he seems a little relieved that you are of looser moral fi fiber. Is I think the language he probably uses. Uh, I'll give you this. So uh, his his deal is he does not seem like he knows much or cares much about the Camarilla. Um, he thinks he's being subtle. And he keeps using really old language for things, not necessarily as a person who is maybe 100 or 300 years old, the way that Charlie occasionally does, uh, but more like somebody who just, uh, who's like Fraser Crane, someone who's just using <laughs> like exotic language for the sake of uh, just sounding cool. So a giant dork, basically, is yes. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, so I say, uh, so did you know that there was a guy uh, that got completely drained of blood here in town? Oh, really? I did not know that, he says, clearly uh, hiding the fact that he didn't know it. Okay. Um, quite a impressive maneuver. Uh, 
Not so impressive because, you know, the mortals are like sniffing around now. Mm. Well, which is always, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. I understand that, but I, I think it may be a good idea to keep the mortals slightly afraid for their own good and for ours. See, I think the mystery and the the darkness that is core to our curse must be refreshed every few years or else humans may just think we're some sort of std they can cure no 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 i think i think a little terror is good hmm you don't think that the cops will start looking for us the mortal cops he says as if there were a bunch of immortal cops that were hanging around no, that's us, I guess. Yeah. I'm sure they will try, but, mm, well, I, I would hope that whoever was responsible did a good job of covering up their tracks. Tell me. Uh, um, so he, does he know that they, anything about them not covering their tracks at all? Is he, is he lying when he says that? He, so he seems to think that making a horrible show of, of vampire murders is a good idea. Right. But also that, you know, no one's going to track this down. No one's going to find out who really did it. He may just not give a damn if other vampires are hurt. Okay. That's, that's the impression you get. He likes the idea of scaring people. Um, but yeah, clearly you're, you've, you're, you've succeeded. He knows about this thing. Uh, he has just enough, um, interest that he may have been involved um or at least he doesn't care that it happened is encouraging it um so yeah that that you've you've gotten your answers uh he does one more thing he says do you happen to know other vampires in this um city that uh i can make uh my acquaintance with i'm not terribly interested as i've said not terribly interested in the the princes and the and the uh the the scourge and the other positions of authority but uh people who are like you like-minded individuals who don't mind getting their hands dirty uh if there is uh much to be gained from it oh i'm sure that there's plenty of people who don't mind getting their hands dirty great in town. because and, the prince uh, is one of them I've, honestly if you ask me the prince of this city uh archie something yes huh that's correct archie something perhaps we miscalculated <laughs> uh uh perhaps i miscalculated <laughs> perhaps i misspoke <laughs> i'm being rude here it was lovely speaking to you with you uh, uh just uh, lex you were a delight and um it's good to speak with people of your own kind not this filthy rabble you get pointing at the two guards who seem offended but still un unable to do anything he produces a bottle of ab absinthe the one that uh, they're serving on the other side of the lot and says here's a gift for me to you oh don't worry it isn't absinthe it's in fact vitae i will Infused take it absinthe because of all the of all the people drinking it and i i say oh yes very good yes it is very good fresh but uh, oh, yes, I mean, I think mostly from that man, a little <laughs> bit from her over there. So very fresh. Please share with your friends, and and um, perhaps we can uh, 
Uh, for the third time in this night, you are handed a business card, although this is an official calling card. Um, a little bigger card. with fancy yeah. writing and everything. He hands it to you. Um, and it's uh, Sir Reginald Rogers. Sir uh, Reginald Rogers. Mm -hmm. And Love the, it. Uh, his, 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 the hotel he is currently staying in. All right. So I will, uh, I'll put my hand on his shoulder familiarly and say, uh, I'm sure we'll see you around. Oh, I would count on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then all players, it's very hard to get all three of you at the same location. The it same. is. <laughs> oh, it's fine though. We need it's it's good. It's good. It's yeah, it's fine. What do you want? Bad. <laughs> all right, that's your We're hour. All doing our uh dark bidding. You know, yes. right. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's a journey. It's not like the whole fellowship stayed together until they dropped the ring off. Right. I like do, they, you I had to right. love that. Meriwether's dark bidding is party planning still. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> that's doing um, something we haven't addressed now because Brendan just did. And I don't know if this is something that we should. I, I, I think it would be fun to explore in the next bit. If we don't come up with it is uh, Meriwether not only has not had any new blood since we started this game because he gave Brennan his last one. I think we established that because I decided to in game create that Meriwether kind of runs a, uh, picks up like people and drains them to help, along with other hotels in order to kind of give a decent blood flow to the, to the community that I, uh, we were, we were going to start taking humanity from me for that concept. Oh. Uh, yeah, right. I think, I think we, we said that we were going to say that me establishing that was going to cost me a point. Um, so I should be at, I think, at three or four left oh, in, on my list. So no, you don't have, to, you don't have to, to lose it yet. The, so the mechanics go basically that you've established something in the story that makes you slip, right? This is a bad so thing. So I, I have a full blood pool, but my humanity path is in the middle. And I didn't know if that's something that I'm going to lose humanity for creating that. Or no, not. So what will happen is we'll have a scene uh, mm -hmm. in the fiction that shows how bad this is, and then you lose humanity. Okay. Right? All right. Cool. And then how do I gain? And do I gain that it's something similar to this for mm -hmm. the most part? That most of the blood that's gathered ends up being relatively humane, or you're ignorant of it, or mm -hmm. it, or just like in any piece of fiction, you just we haven't established yet that this is yeah. draining on you. And yeah. how, when that time comes, how do I gain humanity back? Is that by spending blood points to no. pop it role back? Play. Oh, the role play. Oh, okay. Yeah. You oh, that's easy enough. Keep accomplishing perfect like, good things that good make path. you a good person. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. That's I, that's actually the preferred method. I would much yeah. rather get some more RP in here than just be like, oh, I spent blood. Now I'm yeah. a good person again. I, I drained a human and now I'm a good person. <laughs> I, killed a, I killed a person, drained them dry. Humanity! And, yeah, now I'm back Now to I'm that guy. Yeah, That would be awesome if you took on the personality of that guy. Maybe you could do that. <laughs> I ate a guy until I became him. He was a good yeah. guy. <laughs> he was a good he was guy. a really good dude. Now yeah, I'm I just, a much I better drained, person. I, I drained Mr. Rogers and now I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a game, uh, there is a game called Nephilim, which mm -hmm. it was a great game. I enjoyed it a lot, but like I didn't play a lot of it. 
And it was, you played like supernatural creatures that kept getting reincarnated into humans. And it was one of those games like Traveler where like you could take months just in character creation, every epoch, what your character was doing. Somewhere along the lines, when we first started playing this game, uh, we found out that people were hunting Nephilim for their blood for ritual magic. And we were like, so you could drink blood and get magic powers? And the GM or the storyteller, whatever it was, I don't know the game mechanic, but the GM said, no, that's not it at all. And we kept doubling down. Like, if I drink everyone's blood, I'm yeah. getting their powers. <laughs> and the rest of the game, we just kept trying to kill each other and drink each other's. It, made, it was never established in the game that this had any medical benefit. That's it was awesome. the head of Vecna, but with right. characters trying to drink each other's blood. So ridiculous. But yes, find oh, Mr. God. Rogers and drain him dry, and maybe that'll give you back your humanity. I'm not gonna confirm or deny. <laughs> I uh, think the now... act of draining Mr. Rogers dry makes you lose humanity. <laughs> yes. I think Probably, but I you think never know. Maybe when you get to that last drop, it like cycles back up, and you're like, you know what? Mm. This was a mistake. Yeah, you you put on his sweater, and then you're like, oh, okay. You know, you lace up the shoes together. You're like, you're putting through the whole thing, and you're like, okay, yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm good. Now again. you get it. No, oh, the yeah. zipper goes up and down, and then you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. 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 All right, so uh, yeah, let, uh, enough time has passed by. Everybody's got their uh, a, their part of the pie set up. We mm -hmm. can meet up again at the uh, the craps table or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, talk about what you want to do next. Well, Charlie, you, you've been really good about setting us. Each of these times, you've picked a different game. Where are we this time? No, I think craps is good. We haven't done craps, craps works. yet. Perfect. We haven't played craps. Um. <laughs> I think I think this is once again a situation where we the camera cuts in and you're just trying to teach Merriweather who has no idea what he's doing how to how to play because right. that's and, yeah and that's so the perspective is Lex walking in and you see us two at the crab's table and I'm like no you you just roll the dice there's no cards but I have seven cards. I I have no, them. They're you right don't. here. You have your hand from the last game. <laughs> you don't need cards to play craps. It's just you just roll two dice. Okay, I roll two dice, and uh, <laughs> Merryweather pulls out two d twenties, and <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are those? Those don't even belong in a casino. What are we? <laughs> no, nerds? you're right, and he puts them away. <laughs> uh, they, they're they're from. I was just doing some partying in the seventies. It was a thing, you know. Like just met some met some people. We got accused of witchcraft, right wizardry, all different stuff. It was the church was after us for a while. Did you Whatever. It was, it was a whole Alex, thing. Alex, you can't. Did you ever see you that cannot, movie? You cannot establish that without us. Yes, ending it. We <laughs> need to know more. Oh, that the satanic panic yeah. absolutely existed in this universe? Yeah. No, no, that, of course it did. That, that Merriweather was involved. Oh, yeah. Merriweather and Gygax <laughs> go way back. Like, they were... Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, Merriweather invented Thacko. Like, that was... Oh, a, oh, a, you know. <laughs> That's going to drain some... <laughs> That's, That's why he was only humanity. at five to start, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... um Anyway, Lex walks up and is like, all right, all right, Lex, you 
play while we discuss. I just wanted to mention that I think there's a group of vampires in town who are like part of the cult or something. I mean, he practically you, gave me pamphlets. What do you mean they're part of the cult? <laughs> the dude was doing, hmm. was doing a blood drive at a party. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of party has a blood drive? Was it, was it a charity event? Vampires are running it. Well, yes. I'm I'm taking notes for my own work, but was it was it a was it a charity event? What was? No, it was like a. It was some sort of thing with like absinthe, which apparently is cool now. Uh, listen, vampires running blood drives aside, what is this about a cult? Meriwether's just on absinthe, just writing down like, okay, absinthe. Is well, he wasn't interested in talking to the prince, but he wanted to get to know all the other vampires in town, apparently so he can recruit them, because that was totally the vibe I was getting. Hmm. Is it like a, is it like a cult? You'd be like a sex cult or? <laughs> <laughs> no, more like a vampire cult. Hmm. Just like a cult of it. Like, what do they do? Are they just vampires? They're like, fuck the masquerade. And I think Meriwether kind of likes taken aback by that. Like, wait, what do you mean? Fuck the masquerade. That's, that's the whole thing. Like, that's our whole thing. Like, this city has right. a prince. I know. Like I'm saying, they're part of a cult or something. And are they aware of the think... prince? Like, has oh yeah, he said that he just wasn't interested in talking to him. So there's a not that our prince is. And in that is kind of against etiquette, isn't it? You're not. Supposed I to I was town without talking to the prince. That's kind of what I was getting at. Is how do we? I'm glad they haven't met the prince, based and that they don't have interest in meeting the prince based upon our experience with said royalty. Um, <laughs> It's probably better off. That said, do should we should we intervene in some way? Because uh, I think we can all agree that the prince isn't and probably shouldn't try to intervene in this. But this also, well, what the we, guy was the saying can be in danger. And I'm going to take out his card and put it out down on the table mm -hmm. where we can all see it, Sir Reginald Rogers. <laughs> Oh, I, I Meriwether picks up the card. And says, oh, it's I like that it's raised. Like that's really this is really good. <laughs> so this is really good. Good. American American psycho of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I got I a question here, which is: Do you think it's possible that this cult of vampires who said "fuck the masquerade" staged a vampire murder? Yeah, I think that's totally possible. So could these be the guys we're looking for in I regards to the incident? Totally possible. Mm. All right. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, they, so they said, fuck the masquerade and they may have staged this. Uh, are we looking at an insurrection? You think brewing rebellion? I guess. 
They seem like rebels, all right. So, I think that maybe we need to meet Sir Reginald. I think that that we might, as a group, need to have a discussion about things. Uh, we have a corpse on our hand that it sounds like they might be responsible for, and we are literally about to deal with a giant social event around damage control for this situation. Well, I think you guys meeting him would be totally easy because he wanted me to introduce him to some of the other vampires I knew in town. Great. Now, we just to make sure. What kind of muscle are we looking at dealing with? We had a couple of goons. Did it seem like, like the network was bigger than them? Or did it Well, seem... he definitely said we one time when he meant to say I. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Charlie, so you said. When you say he's got goons, do you mean like the goon squad goons? Or you mean yeah, goons like the goon like... squad goons? All right. That shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Um, yeah, I figure they're human. You could probably just shoot them. Yeah. Humans that are shouldn't really be a problem was the most badass way of reacting to that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I think that I'm going to uh, set us up a private uh, poker room tomorrow night. What do you think? That sounds cool. I, I like think poker. that Sounds would you would you like... mind being our dealer uh, tomorrow night uh, at at poker? I think I'm expert at playing now after learning. You from are not. You... you are not an expert at playing. I'm going to how how about a go fish table then? How can we establish? <laughs> we can we can do. You seem okay at blackjack. All right, blackjack. So we'll is, have. Um, yeah. We'll All right, so uh, yeah, Meriwether's uh, going to uh, wait, flag down the nearest uh, cigarette girl uh, that mm -hmm. he recognizes, uh, and he's going to just uh, note to Lucius that says, um, you know, us this time, this place set up a blackjack room for tomorrow night, uh, and uh, gives and actually, if you, if you all don't mind, he's going to hand off the card and say, contact this number, invite this person, these people, get them here. Uh, as you're planning that and you're about to hand off the card you notice that the address on the card uh, mm -hmm. looks very familiar uh, it is in fact the same new location just being built that you got for a song to host your party hmm. okay so <laughs> it is these guys um, have money the grand Luxor <laughs> the, okay the Luxor, a yeah. brand new pyramid shaped uh casino that the city approved and it's uh in the final stages of being built and right now. here's i guess here's the question the address that was given that is it is it just the street address or does it have a room number because that's i think i think i'm basically what i'm trying to establish is how involved can i get how involved they are from the the de detail on this card yeah the fact that they are there at all either means they are squatting in a building being constructed which mm -hmm. means very low or they are in one of the first rooms that was built and secured and ready for operation, which means very high. Okay. The, ch the chances are it's high because I mean, this place is already being rented out. Then I so, say, then I, then I'll say to them, uh, as I noticed that on the card, I'll say, uh, so, uh, and I flip the card to show the address and say, like, this is where I have secured Friday night's venue in 72 hours. We will be on 
their turf. Um, I think that we should try and do whatever inf- we need to get whatever we can on our turf between now and then. And if I can arrange it, I'm going to make sure neither I, Lucius, nor either of you step foot here in any part of the preparations for Friday. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. Uh, Lex, by the way, I've, uh, and this is something, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the, put this in there in the past. I haven't, uh, when I set the venue up, I'm going to say that the, uh, the musical venue, the musical act for the night will be, uh, the return of Lex Deluxe to the stage. Um, to the big main stage. It's going to be like an opening. This is, if this is like a brand new place, we're going to be trying to headline you as the musical act. Uh, does that work? Does that work? Does that work for you at, at this event? I mean, I really kind of don't do that anymore, but mm, would you f- think of the groupies? Think of the parties. I get parties and groupies already. Mm. <laughs> Think of the money. <laughs> Money's probably good. Yeah. Right. What What do you not have right now? Because I'm pretty sure a high paying gig will help you get it. A room that's not a closet with people passed out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Lex is very comfortable everywhere I go. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, Alex, clarify to me. Did you? Uh, did you tell the venue that Lex Deluxe was? I think musical? I've told this to Lucius that when oh. I made Lucius the plans of what he's doing, I think that I had put down that Lex Deluxe is going to be the performer. Because, okay. um, uh, and I'm going to, I know I didn't establish this before, I probably should have, but I didn't really, when we first started going into this party planning thing, I didn't know how involved I, Alex Tully, was going to feel like I needed to get in this process <laughs> so i'm going to back say when i sent out the original venue requests where i had lucius basically say like you owe, he sent out a mass fax that said like you owe me for the thing with the time with the guy and whatever mm-hmm. uh, i think in there was like we need venues we need uh bouncers we need uh x y or z just fishing for whatever he can get on short notice and in there was we don't need entertainment we we would like you to spread the word about sure. the return of lex deluxe sure so there is a very good chance just using probability yeah. here if these vampires are in that hotel that's being constructed their foot has to probably be in the door Mm-hmm. Uh, the f- the hotel is currently o- soliciting new business and accepted a business about a vampire party from someone who may or may not be a known vampire to other vampires. Yeah. And they met Lex Deluxe tonight and also heard about Lex Deluxe, the musical act, coming mm-hmm. to perform at yeah. this vampire party. Yep. In All right. So yeah, no, no, no. I, it's yes. All figures the, are pointing in one direction. Great. We've given, we've given you me. plenty, plenty to play with. <laughs> Excellent. All right, that that makes about an hour for us. Awesome. Um, any questions or anything else people want to ask before we log off? Any things that we want to? Do we actually want to uh, pick up next week? Maybe uh, the next day or something? Or yeah, I, I think, I think we can, while we're I doing think that, we can pick private... up at the poker table. At the poker table. At the that poker works table. with with uh, Sir Roderick. Oh, we can we can um <laughs> yeah. Why don't we why don't we like first unless anyone objects like first six minutes of whatever is just two minutes each of what we did between that night and the poker game and just cover uh so because just because I'm I'm already I've got seventy two hours to plan a party I need I need to. 
get that out of the way. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. And we've established the party will be planned. So yeah. Yes. If you well, like. and part of also, I, I I think that in his head, Merriweather's hoping like if we solve all of this stuff, the party may not have to happen. But he needs yeah. to on the off chance that we I don't. We need. You're, you're having me headline. The party is going to happen. Oh yes. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I actually I can't wait for the there's no need to have this party anyways. And then Meriwether's like, but I kind of want to now. Yeah, right. And looks like I'm already on stage. Yeah. And Charlie stage. is locking the doors and burning mm. it down. <laughs> um all right. So one last question I have for you. What happened to the bottle of blood absinthe? Oh, I still got it. I'm okay. definitely not gonna drink it. Okay. <laughs> All right, because I don't trust that guy. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll I'll play with that temptation nice. next time. Yes, <laughs> excellent. All right, good night, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this game of Dungeon Not Included: Vampires in Vegas. If you did, hey, follow us on the Twitters or join mm -hmm. us on uh, our Discord, and you can yell at us there. Um, and uh, yeah, support our Patreon for all the things we do. I guess. I can't. Rate, review, subscribe, the whole please, nine. The whole please do thing. send us some money. That'd be great. Top, top to like, bottom. Like, comment, subscribe. It's, mm -hmm. it's a joy. It's a joy. All right. See you all next week on Dungeon Not Included. included, included. That's just not a good sign off. Again, <laughs> not, <a thing laughs> it's not gonna work. Pigs in space. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Dungeon Not Included. If you did, please tell a friend and leave us a five-star review and encouraging comments on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help spread the word for new shows like ours. You can follow the latest from the Dungeon Not Included crew on Twitter at DNI Crew and over at Facebook at Dungeon Not Included or at our home on the Nonproductive Network at non-productive.com forward slash DNI Crew where you can find articles, character sheets, and Patreon exclusives, as well as our latest episodes. Thanks! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.